Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Welcome back to the Back Pain Podcast. Today is episode 19 and we are talking bed rest. We've got the one and only co-host extraordinaire Robert Bevan taking you through the what's, why's and how's of bed rest. Have you been prescribed bed rest, staying at home, lying still, resting your structures by a doctor, by a friend, by a hairdresser's aunt? This is the place for you. We're six minutes long today. It's a short one, but it's jam-packed with information. Give it a whirl. Episode 19, bed rest. Let's go. Okay, today we're going to go back inside the treatment room. My name is Dave. I'm here with Rob. Hi guys. And we are the Back Pain Podcast. Uh, So Rob, you've got a few tales from the treatment room to go through today. Yeah, I had a really interesting patient this week who had a case which I I assumed was normal and I thought that everybody knew this information which I gave to her, but I came to realize that actually not everybody knows this information. So I thought that sharing this with you guys would actually might benefit some people. Let's do it. So this lady came to see me and she had had uh, seven days of back pain after lifting some paving slabs with her husband. Why she was doing that in the winter, I have no idea. Um, But she was lifting some some paving slabs with her husband and woke up the following morning and couldn't get out of bed. And so she had immediate, really sharp, quite intense pain in the back. Nothing down in the legs, no pins and needles, but just really quite severe back pain. Mm. The pain was really bad when she tried to move. So she thought that bed rest would, would help it. And a lot of people think that actually... If it hurts, stop moving. And she had spent the last seven days pretty much on bed rest. Seven days. Um, with, you know, kind of crawling to the bathroom. Husband helped her get dressed, but she didn't really, she didn't leave the house, didn't go downstairs, mm. uh, you know, pretty much. S- stayed on bed rest. You know, the only place she walked to the, was a sofa to lie down. And she thought that, oh, it, she came to see me thinking, well, I've rested for seven days and it hasn't actually got better. So I said to her, well, actually bed rest is not what we need to be doing. Um, and moving in that acute stage is actually really really beneficial. And we know that moving actually works as an analgesic. So moving helps to reduce pain. Um, So very quickly I said to her, you know, we need to move as much as possible. And I'm not saying run a marathon. I'm not saying, you know, do 10,000 press-ups, but just little bits of moving here and there. Even if that starts with crawling, crawl every hour, then walk as much as you can. You'll find, and what I find that patients explain to me is that they start and it really, really hurts. You know, they can't move, they can't do anything. And then as they warm up and as they get a little bit easier, it then starts, or as it gets a bit easier, the pain starts to reduce a bit and they can then move a bit more, move a bit freer. And over time, that will help you reduce pain or help the pain go away a lot quicker than if they uh, stayed on bed rest. It's a very old fashioned thing, bed rest. Yeah, I was hoping that was um, a thing of the past really. Yeah, two weeks bed rest for your injury. Um it's a a bit of an antiquity that term isn't it uh, uh yeah um uh, stay in bed rest for two weeks flat on your back or, or the old um, lie on the living room floor back. that's yeah. it yes yeah lie on a plank uh for two weeks and then you're allowed to move um we now know that this is just not the case yeah. and actually like you said it can be very detrimental both to the structures involved but also to your psyche the, the feeling of you moving the feeling of how you're um uh maneuvering and able to move uh, i think that that creates quite a big issue yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, massively. And as I said, it's a very old fashioned thing, you know, years and years ago, probably even not as long ago as you think you'd go to a GP and it said go to bed for three weeks. Yeah. And, but all it does is it makes everything stiffen up. It makes everything get tight. It makes everything get sore. It makes you become, as Dave said, your psyche, you're more fearful of movement because movement hurts. Mm -hmm. So then undoing those programmings. I had a patient who once took to bed for six months who, um, it didn't do anything for six months. Um, and she had other other complications as well, but you know, her back was severely in a, a lot worse way because she spent mm. six months in bed thinking that it would help it. Because then she has to start from scratch. So starting of starting from scratch of, you know, basic movements and basic training, getting some basic exercises. And she was a fit runner, athlete type thing who went you know, we had to start learning how to walk again, the learning how to crawl. after six months. Exactly. Crikey, so it yeah. can take a long, long time to really, really get back to being normal. Hmm. And like I said, there is a pain an analgesic. So that is a pain reduction uh, for those at home, a pain killing device within the brain. When we move, it sends different signals up and down the spinal cord, which uh, let's keep it really simple, which helps to distract the brain from the pain occurring. If you have a spare or oh, 10 hours this afternoon and you want to waste a bit of time, type in pain gate theory into Google or YouTube and have yourself some fun. It's fascinating what um, uh, the signals up and to and from our brain will do for us. But yeah, that movement's so, so important. The other thing that I often say to patients who are scared of moving and don't want to move is do some exercises in bed in the morning. So when you wake up and you know that that first step out of bed is going to be really sore, if you can do some simple knees to chest, some simple knees to side, some simple moving around, rocking, it will help to reduce that pain a bit. And if Mm. that just takes 10, 20% of the pain away, that means you can move a little bit easier when you get out of bed. And if you're taking some painkillers, you can take some painkillers as soon as you wake up in the morning, do your exercises, give them a little while to kick in. It'll just help to reduce the pain. And then as soon as you can, add a bit of heat into it. So a hot shower, a hot bath, a hot um, water bottle, just something just to help loosen off those muscles when they're pretty sore. You haven't moved overnight for, you know, five, six, seven hours. Yeah. So everything stiffens up and everything tightens up. So movement and heat in the morning, I find is really, really beneficial. Plus in that position in bed, you're theoretically going to be pretty damn relaxed or as supported as you can be. What a great time to teach the body you can do this movement. Don't do it when you're standing up and bending to touch your toes in the morning. There's a lot of pressure on those structures. Then when you're nice and relaxed and supported by the bed, what a great time to show those structures you can bend, you can move so that when it comes to doing it later on, they say, hey, look, we know what to do now. We did this earlier. Yeah, And that's all we do is when we show people exercises is Mm. getting them to do a movement that is effectively in a nice safe environment that then translates to being out in the greater world if we're doing a simple knees to chest type stretch that's the same as bending down to touch your toes the same structures are flexing and bending Mm. but it teaches the brain that actually you're okay to do this it's not going to cause pain it's not going to cause too much discomfort and then the brain will learn it and the next time you bend down to touch your toes it's slightly less uncomfortable that then builds on every single every, every single time you do that it builds up and builds up and then eventually the pain goes away absolutely yeah damn straight Good. Fantastic. So takeaway from today, <clears throat> bed rest or static positions for long periods of time does not necessarily help to decrease your pain. Whilst it might stop that aggravating factor, it's not actually going to help outright with the healing of those tissues in the long run and that's in the long run you might end up going backwards uh, movement is key gentle soft and non-painful movement is key awesome rob cheers for that story mate no worries take care enjoy bye